Hello, Sana. Hello, Badia. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Good. Can't complain. <laughs> good. So you are in New York. I'm in California. We are across the U.S. basically. Uh, we are getting here together today to. This is our first episode in our podcast. What did you say the name of our podcast is going to be? <laughs> so uh, I think uh, we have it as uh, I love my body and brain. And actually, we have a brain as uh, uh, an emoticon, right? Like we have the brain, not the word, but the symbol. Mm. Uh, and I, I like I like that because um, I like this name because it uh, it shows that health is about mental health and body health and physical health is not just one thing or the other and when one thing is not going right it affects everything else within you that's true okay so body and body and mind or body and the brain yeah and brain I love my body and my brain okay I love perfect. my body and brain sounds good I like that too Okay, so I'm, uh, I'm, uh, my name is Badia, I'm a, a nurse, I'm a registered RN, and uh, we are interested in uh, healthcare, our body, our emotions, and our brain, and how we as, uh, as immigrants in this country relate to others, and also to just our experiences and our emotions around being an immigrant and also being professionals in this country. Um, that is me. And uh, would you please introduce yourself, Sana? So um, uh, I am Sana and um, I'm originally from Morocco, the same the same way, uh, the same country that Badia comes from. Uh, I am from the capital and Badia is from the north. I just have to say that. I'm from the village. Uh, <laughs> you know, we have to like make that distinction here. Yeah. Um, not that it's uh, there is any difference or saying something is better than the others, but I have to like show. It that is. It, there is a there is a huge difference, exactly. and we can get into that later. But you're right. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, uh, I have been in this country for um, almost 35 years now, mm. and uh, um, let's see. I'm a professor in New York. And, um, uh, you know, today is the topic that we have chosen for you guys today is immigration. And I think we are going to talk about a bit about personal and a bit about uh, experiences from work and how that relates to uh, perhaps some trauma that uh, we live with and we try to cope with mm -hmm. uh, as we go uh, throughout our journeys and trajectory. Experiences, uh, in, yes. You know, Absolutely. Um, so Sounds that's good. that's uh, pretty much uh, where you know our background, uh, and it's uh, I like the fact that uh, we represent Badia and I represent two different uh, parts professionally, which is education and also uh, medical mm -hmm. uh, health. Uh, and also, we are located into different parts of the United States, so uh, California uh, and and um, the East, New York. So I think we uh, can bring different perspectives to this podcast, hopefully. That's true. Yes, absolutely. Um, we have vast um, backgrounds, education, and uh, in terms of 
also just being ourselves as human beings and also um, finding ourselves as part of this different society and uh, how to make ourselves also a part of the society without becoming, um, I guess, completely Americanized, I guess, at least from my side. I feel like I always had that feeling of fighting two different words. Like, uh, I know some of my friends who are also from Morocco, they were, they are, some of them, not everybody, but some of them are, and they told me this, that they want to keep the roots strong. They don't want to, uh, uh, let me ask the professor. Hey, Sana, how do you say, what is the word for becoming one with American culture, per se? Assimilation. Assimilation, yes, assimilation. Thank you. So I think that's a huge part when it comes to, like, at least my experience, is just that weird uh, milieu, I guess. Like, am I American or am I actually Moroccan living in a strange, in a strange land, you know? Because every time I feel like I'm, well, you know, especially when I was younger, I came here when I was 19. So I was always feeling like, well, you, you can't forget about it. For me, at least you go outside and everybody or anybody that I encounter or meet with or even people I don't know, they will stop me and ask me, oh, where are you from? And I think that's always reminded me that no matter how long I've been here, no matter how well I speak the language uh, English, I still get those questions even today, actually, just when I go to the sauna or to the gym and I find people coming and asking me, where are you from? And I have to take a step back and like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's like, that is, you bring such a, a, an interesting um, um, thought about this. And I, I want to uh, piggyback on it in a second. I would like to talk about what is, the topic that immigration, what it means to us in general. And I, and I think we can go into the, the different experiences. Uh, so uh, like immigration as a definition, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so, um, I mean, there are few immigration status and citizens, residents, non-immigrants and undocumented. Mm. And I think when we are going to focus about here as immigrants, at least since from a personal experience, mm -hmm. we are uh, citizens, immigrants. True. And so it brings this whole different um, different perspectives and thought about it. So what Badia was saying about uh, even now, people, when people ask, where are you from? And you answer it as, I don't know anymore, right? Because mm -hmm. there's that struggle between assimilation, complete assimilation or mm -hmm. integration. Uh, but also this struggle of like keeping roots and identity that True. you came with. Um, but um, when people say, where are you from? It's also a bit of microaggressions, I, I have to admit. <laughs> really? <laughs> because when they see somebody who does not look a certain color, That's perhaps they'll ask that question. They don't mm. ask someone who might be white. And, um, you know, he's a person who's European, who's white, who has the right accent, not the right accent, but the accent that is accepted. In yeah, like the West, like a standard accent, yeah. Like British or, uh, or French or things like that. Um, I am assuming that this question does not get asked as much. Um, so, so there is that part of it. 
as far like if I can add to what you said about uh, when I hear questions like that, I always uh, it took me a long time because I came to this country as well when I was 17 or so. And uh, I left Morocco just about 16. Um, so I can know, uh, like growing up, mm. I've done here mostly. I mean, when mm -hmm. you are young, yes, uh, you do, uh, you, you have your teenager. Yeah. Time, yeah. You don't family. mind about, yeah, you don't mind. You're like, you're more open and you find it flattering. But then now that we've been here for what, for me is like 20 years already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me about 30, like I said earlier, about 33, 35, yeah. um, but this is this is my home. America, in a way, uh, is my home that I have came to and, mm -hmm. and, and stayed in, and therefore I have learned so much. Um, in the years that you learn things, like in in your twenties, that's when you, uh, at least in my experience, that's when you learn how to be on your own. True. And I learned that in America, not in Morocco. So many times when people ask me that question, I say I'm Moroccan American yeah. because I don't deny my, um, you know, your the identity. I'm, and I'm yeah. very proud of that, but I'm also as proud of being American. Yeah, absolutely. I feel very proud too uh, to be to be an American, and also having born Morocco gives me a, a very different perspective from people who were born here and raised here. Uh, which mm -hmm. is nice, you know, because I have a different perspective. Uh, but at the same time, I think just being an immigrant is is like a stigma as well, because I feel like people always are, you know, everybody like not just not just we're not saying like it's an aggression or anything like that. But in my experience has been like a flood of people with different attitudes, like the ones who are really just curious. But it's the what I'm interested in is the fact that they are they, I'm noticeably from a different country, you know, without yeah. even sometimes I didn't even say anything like two days ago, I was sitting in the sauna, you know, on the sauna, he, he is sitting, he's sweating, you know, and this guy came in and he was looking at me and then all of a sudden he said, where are you from? And I was like, I didn't even speak, you know, how does, why would he ask me that question, you know? Right. So I was, and he's like, and then I, I just kind of was a little bit taken back and I said, um, you know, what do you think? Because I don't want to make him feel awkward, you know? And he said, I have no idea. I know you're not from this country. And I so said... So how, how do you feel about it, like, when you get... Because I, I heard you talk about it a few times, about people asking you where you're from. I don't get that many questions about where I am from, actually. Um, and I think it's because of my looks and I blend in either that I am uh, Hispanic or I look black American. Mm. So a lot of times people do not place me Just outside assume. of the United States. Yeah. Um, and then so I don't get as much um, uh, questions or as many questions about mm. this. I get different different questions, but not the, the where mm. are you from? Mm. Uh, I do get it professionally. For instance, if I am given a, a talk. Uh, talk or uh you know True. Uh, in uh, my classes you yeah because your accent is different than my, black or hispanic so 
So I did, I used it uh, because uh, at the beginning with my accent, which is, you know, part of immigration as well, and uh, there have been lots of uh, studies that have been um, done about this accent and immigration and the stigma and mm -hmm. sometimes racism and all of that. Uh, but um, I have found that, for instance, in my own, in my case, uh, with my own students at the beginning, uh, they would say, oh, we don't understand her English or, <laughs> Or uh, she does not speak English or things oh, like gosh. that. Oh, gosh, yes. And so, and so what I started doing, which uh, just, you know, trial, tribulation, basically, mm -hmm. I started saying, I speak five languages. And mm -hmm. uh, let me, at the beginning of, uh, of the semester, mm -hmm. and then I say, Where do you, what do you think, what kind of languages do I speak based on my accent? Mm. And based on my languages, what nice. do you think I I come from, you know, yeah. what country do I come from? And, you know, many of my students, they always like, guess Latin America or sometimes they would guess um, French uh, uh, French uh, states or uh, uh, sometimes uh, seldom, you know, sometimes Egypt, sometimes, but never Morocco. Yeah, I mean, because Morocco, know a lot yeah, about Morocco. That's true, because we don't have a lot of immigration here from Morocco. Right. So, but that was my way of That's dealing with it. That's a great way. It. So how, yeah. how do you deal with it? Like, I, I think like psychologically speaking, I feel like I can feel the tension. Maybe could, I don't like to make people feel like weird or awkward. Mm -hmm. So I think I just kind of like ease the, even my patient, they ask me like, oh, where are you from? And they always look at me like I'm from somewhere else, you know? They're like, wow, mm -hmm. where are you from? They really, really say it like that. And, uh, and they just laugh and I say gas, take a gas, just to kind of like see, uh, to make it like a little game with them, I guess. I guess I just like play it like it's a, it's an interesting question instead of like making them feel guilty or anything weird. Like, well, I'm from mm -hmm. here and I've been here 20 years, but originally from Morocco, I don't say all that, you know, I just say, take a guess. And then they usually like laugh and be like, oh my gosh, it's so hard, yada, yada. And then the guess, most of the time they get it wrong. So I laugh. So I take a little revenge on them by not knowing, I guess. <laughs> yes. Where, where do you guess you are from? They always say that Brazil or they oh, say... Oh, yeah, I get that too. Yeah, the other weird thing I actually get a lot is Russia, Bill Russia. They always oh, say really? Russia. That's so interesting. Yeah, so interesting. I'm like, that's that's kind of true because actually my uh, my dad and my mom, I don't know if I told you that they are Berbers. Mm -hmm. So they have my, my dad has completely like super, super green eyes and my mom had blue eyes because of the... I this all this I looked up so apparently a long time ago the Phoenicians invaded Morocco like thousands of years ago and so yes. the Berbers are apparently Russian of origin who really came... that's so interesting well yeah. it's the, the isn't the right word is Amazigh these days right Amazirian Amazirian yeah, yeah. Amazirian and what well, basically the tribe of Morocco the tribes of Morocco so my dad and mom came from totally different tribes so my mom is Shlich and my dad mm -hmm. is a uh, Rifi. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't even speak Arabic. My dad speaks Rifia. He speaks Rifia only. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, they are the the Moroccan tribes, and they are not. They don't speak Arabic. I mean, my mom does, but my dad not because he grew up in 
Narif, so he didn't have the chance to learn Arabic. Uh, but interestingly, I looked this whole story up and the history, I guess, and the Berbers are descenders of some of the Berbers, not the Shluh, but the Berbers, the, uh, I'm sorry, I think I'm saying the word incorrectly. The, yeah, the Reef. So there is the different tribes. Right. So the Reef, the Reef, the Ruafa are usually very, very fair skin with blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Or like brown skin, but they still have brown, they still have like green blue eyes. On the other, right. on the other hand, Shlech, like my mom, they have dark skin and they think they came from India a long time ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my mom has long straight hair, but her skin is dark. Is like, mm-hmm. could be as dark as chocolate, if you like. She's not. Mm-hmm. But her future features are, are like Caucasian features, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, you know, this Moroccans are very mixed, as you can see yourself compared to your yeah. dad versus your mom. You know, I, I met your mom and dad. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, we're all mixed. Yeah, it's very like... mixed. We have different backgrounds. So that's what I, that's uh, basically I tell my patient that I'm like, yeah, I'm from Morocco. But, you know, my family actually originally, you know, uh, migrated from many different kind of people throughout history. And they are very interested and they kind of like, like that's, you know, they like to be engaged in that. I think that's how I deal with the question by kind of like educating my patients a little bit and also making them feel like it's okay to ask as long as it's like you are interested to know in terms of like knowing the person as who they are as a person, as a human being, but not as like an, uh, I, um, I don't know what the word is that for your, I mean, you are a social studies professor. You really have a word for that too. Like interested knowing the person as a human being versus knowing the person as a geographical identifi- identifier. Um, and I was going to ask you, I mean, that, you know, because that's interesting. Like when we talk about these things, we, we think that they're just, you know, thoughts or uh, people are just being curious or things like that. But the person who's receiving these questions on a, on a you know daily basis mm-hmm. or uh, different encounters, it becomes some sort of um, you know uh, you know like you get tired of it. A reminder, yeah. A reminder. Each time. I'm sorry. Say that again. I I said I I agree with you. I think it becomes like a reminder that you're not from this country. Yeah, either you're not from this country, but not even that is part of it but also also like you are tokenized as i i think as well that you become uh just this person who we can dump everything on you because you don't look the looks you are not oh that's interesting that you said that that's so interesting that you said that because i my husband is from america and i told him the thing that 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 patient told me or encounters i have in random places and people tell me and they do dump things on me like literally i know some people tell me like crazy secrets and stories that's, that they don't tell other people. Mm-hmm. And I think because they feel like I'm an outsider, so they can tell me whatever, you know? I mean, in some cases, it's super cool because I learned so much. But in some ways, you feel like guilty. You're like, I feel like, wow, that person just told me they're going to kill their husband. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's crazy. You know, that's like a little bit strange. So 
Um, yeah. Interesting it, that you said that, though. Yeah. I, I think, which is, uh, if we tie it back to, you know, uh, health and mental health, like, how does that, uh, you know, because I think it affects our mental health in mm-hmm. many ways as well mm-hmm. when people are dealing with a person in, in that way, you know, each time. Uh, they're always questioning your identity in other yes. words, right? Like they're yes. always reminding you that you're not part of this country, let's yes. say, uh, no matter how long you have been here in this country, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but also they're, which ties back to questioning an identity that uh, um, you have um created for yourself like for instance in my case and i would love to hear from you too in my case uh that questions like that although i don't get this question where are you from but like uh other things that show that uh i might not be an american or uh-huh. something like that right um it's uh, it, what's it, it uh... What's an ex? Can you give an example of that 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 you have encountered? Like, for example, anything specific or just vibes, or what do you mean? Uh, like it could be just uh, sometimes it's vibes, sometimes it's just you know people questioning uh, uh, things like, uh, well, uh, you're from you know you are from Morocco, you're Arab, you're uh, mm-hmm. Amazon, you know, or you're from Morocco, why aren't you wearing the hijab? Oh, okay. Or, yeah. Sure. You know, like yeah. that. Or um, And um, so it becomes a little bit like they're questioning every being, uh, yeah. every part of your being, mm. basically. And, uh, and then it becomes, um, uh, sometimes it, it turns into uh, some sort of like not a hardship but it just like you get tired of explaining yourself to people yes. just because to come from uh, another country uh, and um you know and not only that it's also like what the approach to to that country that you came from you know like mm-hmm. sometimes it's being in a negative yeah uh, stand. yeah that's true like someone you're right. Like sometimes I remember, you know, very well, like when I say I'm from Morocco, some people are actually no Morocco or they think they know Morocco. So they always respond, oh, my gosh, I'm glad you are here. They say something like that. Like I can't imagine the thing that's going on, the going down politically over there. But there is nothing really going on in Morocco, politically speaking, you know. <laughs> i never heard that one actually i get more of the exotic stuff which is that too yeah get over stuff you know it's not you know i mean that that upsets me sometimes and it and um you know and that it it, uh, psychologically speaking because like uh, what does that say? Like when they they frame an entire country as exotic, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's and if they don't know it then it becomes exotic which is not the reality of, yeah. of any of it but to me um, when i was younger i was like oh i didn't know that i was completely like taken i was flattered by that i was like really i start acting psychologically i was like oh i must be exotic <laughs> yeah exactly um but i mean once you oh my gosh to know what it means actually um you know 
the connotations that goes along with exotic, right? You know, that is not a great thing. I know? say that's so, what happens when you're younger. You don't know that's that def those definitions. So ignorance is a yeah. blessed, right? So you think you're special. That's all. Exotic. That, that is true. Beautiful. But, uh, year after year, you start understanding yeah. these things. Yeah. And honestly, it becomes, I mean, psychologically speaking, it does become uh, a, a burden. Sort of a, an issue and a burden that you have to deal with on yeah. a daily basis true. or you know and you need to figure out ways of coping with it yeah, right that's true. So, so how do you cope with with these things like if we can leave um yeah. some of our audiences with some okay. things that we, that we have we use in order to cope that's true we have about 10 minutes left so we're gonna just like wrap it up quickly i guess um okay. I I mean, it, this is a huge topic. We could probably do more episodes in this specific topic. This is, we are literally just, yes, we are literally just like uh, scratching the surface, as they say. So for me, I think coping, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet for sure, because I can tell you something quickly, like at work, we had, a, a, I was speaking nicely to one of the, co to one of the, one of the co-workers who actually oriented me and I just was explaining to her my my feelings nicely with love ways and she called me aggressive and hostile just like mm. that and then when I complained to the unit manager the unit manager told me maybe because you're from another culture your tone of voice is different and she perceives it as aggressive Ooh. So much microaggressions going on in there. Yes, yeah, so I'm completely confused because this is not the first time actually that this happened. I was like, okay, so I'm speaking with a low voice. I'm not raising my voice. I didn't use any words that are triggered, that are like aggressive, you know, words aggressive like calling somebody names or being unprofessional. I didn't see any of this name. And this lady who called me aggressive agreed too. She was, I was like, what kind of word did I use that made you think I was aggressive? She had said not words, it's just your tone. Mm -hmm. So my tone was aggressive. So I was, I'm completely confused. She said, maybe you should work on your communication. And I was like, okay, so maybe because my, she said, literally, she said, you're, called, you're from a different culture. So the way you speak makes you sound aggressive. So I, I take it back. It's not microaggression. It's pure and simple, racist. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's it's actually not uh, not something that is like uh, you know because there are two there are a couple of ways uh, to to think about this. One is uh, she's this person is equating. Um, your tone and uh, your style of communication to actually aggressivity, you yeah. know, uh, right? Because of the way you look, uh, I am sure of that. Mm. Um, I was not there, but I did not see how you, uh, you know, you approached the, 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 the situation. The but I'm sure, is this person white? Yes, absolutely. And I was, okay. uh, the funny thing, I was sitting down in a chair and this one, this one lady, she actually was standing up over me when I was speaking. I was sitting in the chair and I, my hands were not in my hips. My hands were and in my legs. So she had her hands in her hips and she was standing over Correct. arching. 
Yeah. And you are the you're the one who's aggressive. Yes. Right? And I was sitting I, down. Yeah, exactly. And I, let me tell you, so many studies have been written about this um, uh, uh, that, uh, you know, it always like turns on the other person who's in this case, they used uh, your country as, uh, as as a place to be racist mm. against. But they, but they do it for other people, you know, in this country who are people of color, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, all different places um and and i think uh it's um it's you know it it brings and there's so many things that we can talk about in this and for this example alone but since we are focusing on mental health and health in general how what are some of the things that you did to actually either cope or or show your boundaries because I think in these instances it's very important to show to set boundaries and show them and have the uh, you know the responses that are uh, that are 